these days, everyone is talking about working remote. You can work anywhere in the country. And as a business owner, you can have employees anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world. What's it like to run an international team? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, I'm going to chat with Matt Levenhagen about putting together an international team. Matt has been building websites and working in the digital space for more than 20 years. He's worked on web design, affiliate marketing, niche marketing, PPC advertising, and SEO. And today, his company, Unified Web Design, has a team of professionals around the world building websites. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. First off, welcome to the show. My pleasure. And I'm really excited because you are doing something really unique with your international team. And I'd love to pick your brain a little bit for my audience to see if we can come up with a few tips for other companies that might think okay. about yeah, building game. an international organization. All right, so where do you start? If you think that this is something well, you want to do, what are the first steps is to know where to, to find talent. You know, for me, I have a web design agency and there are specific types of people that I, or roles that I need to fill. I'm from a web designer, web developer, I also have a virtual assistant, and I have a small team, but uh, it's a well-rounded team, a very talented team. And where we, where I actually started was a website called onlinejobs.ph. So I started in the Philippines. And there is, it's, it's a job board. And you, like any other job board, you go out or you look. You have to pay, I think it's $99 a month for the couple months you use it. Then you can kind of look at people's resumes get in contact with them, set up an interview and go from there. And what I like to do is I want to make, first of all, make sure I have a well-defined role that I'm filling. I also want to make sure I have a good process to bring them on board in order to actually find out what their skills are, which means I give them a small project to start with something. We're going to give them a little time frame to test and uh, see how they do. That's kind of how it just starts. Um, from there, you know, like now I have the ability to, when I do need another person, I can go to that same team because they all have a network of people they work with. So I really haven't gone back to that site for a while because now I can just ask, Hey, do you know anybody that needs a, needs a job? Well, in a lot of ways, those are all Mm -hmm. the same steps that you would do if you were hiring somebody here in the United States, have a good process, scan their resumes. Well, why? So for me, and I've done this a couple of times, this isn't my, I've had this agency over three years um, and other businesses I've done the same. First of all, obviously it's the money, right? Um, Especially if you're small, you're bootstrapping yourself, you don't have a lot of cash flow yet. Um, You need to find uh, ways that you can get help without breaking the bank so or, or or getting a loan or something. So for me, obviously, that's one of the things. Because you can go to the Philippines or India or most of my teams in uh, Philippines and India for a lot less money, um, bring somebody on board monthly, even full time. So that's number one. The other thing is that I found that 
I can get just as good talent abroad in another country than I can here in the U.S. I've built U.S. teams. I got contractors in the U.S. that I'll use from time to time. Their skills, especially especially when you look at web development in particular, um, they match right up, if not better. I mean, if you find somebody that's really specialized, really good at what they do, there, there's no just because they're in a different country doesn't mean they don't know what they're doing. So that's basically it in a nutshell. So you're managing this team internationally. Are there some unique challenges to having a workforce yeah, well, scattered around? It's unique world? in a couple different ways. Um, number one, obviously, they're in a different country. They have a different culture, the language. I mean, even though they speak English, they you got to find somebody that speaks pretty decent English that you can. I mean, after a while, if you work with them for a long time, you will kind of start to understand them more and more, <laughs> or they'll understand you more and more. So communication is a, is a challenge. Uh, we use a number of tools to help in that regard. You have to have good documentation. You have to have, I, re, I really leverage video and like written tasks. So when I do a task, I might have bullets, but I also might do a quick video. So they really understand the, the job at hand. So those having the right tools, ours, you know, they're on the other side of the planet. So you got to figure out if there's an overlap, if you can get an overlap. I try to at least have some overlap. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's essentially the biggest challenges. Otherwise, you know, I treat them like any other employee. So what has helped you build the team to get them to show up every day and what I try to do, to I treat them success. just like I would treat uh, a team here in the U.S. You know, I try to build a relationship with them. Um, we do now I have a scrum background. I've done I've learned agile project management, all that stuff. So I use some of those same methodologies, like having one on one meetings with them on a regular basis um, or stand-ups, uh, depending on the project. Uh, so we can always be communicating and, and working uh, well together that way. You know, just treating them like you would treat anybody else is the first thing. And getting to know them, getting to know who they are, and building, you know, honestly, friends. Obviously, you're the boss or whatever, but but uh, you want to have a good relationship with them. Um, so that's the first thing. I think that interviewing process in the beginning, or where I said I like would test them on a, maybe a t- test project that's uh, even I'll even have a template or something for them to work on that's not for anybody it's just to see their skills things like that really help and just having a solid framework of, for communication stuff we use slack zoom um, for meetings and again you know using that video and written um, or talking if we have to get on a call we talk get on a call but it's having using all the tools we would normally use with any other team, even in the U.S., just making sure that um, uh, you don't treat them any differently. I don't know if there's anything magical about it. It's really just, it's it's hard work like any other team. We have a learning culture. So that's the other thing about an international team. They You may have to give them more documentation, more SOPs, give them room to learn. I give my all my employees blocks of time to actually throughout the year to take time to take a course or in a certain area, I'll identify areas they could improve. So all that stuff is, I think, what's really helped us a lot. Awesome. And is there anything that you would tell someone who's thinking about doing an overseas team that they need to avoid? Anything that you stepped in that you're like, wow, I wish somebody (laughs) had told me about this. Well, certainly it's 
it's going to, you're going to run into uh, situations. It, what you avoid is, is that gut is not listening to your gut feeling, right? If somebody, if you're talking to somebody now, I, I get bombarded on LinkedIn all over the place for people looking for work. And sometimes they'll come to you. I had an instance where I had a, a gentleman come to me this past year and he, he sounded like he was just an independent guy, wanted to be an employee and all this. Turns out he, you know, through some digging, he actually works for this other agency. So there's all, you're starting in a bad place, right? He's not being completely truthful with you. And then just not, when you bring somebody on board to not just throw them into the mix on some super important project, you know, like just ease them into the, into everything. And um, yeah, I mean, that's essentially it. Uh, there's, it's just following your gut and the talents out there. You may have to uh, give it a dozen tries, <laughs> maybe not that many, maybe more until you find the right talent, but it's definitely worth the efforts. Cause once you do, then you can build a great team. Awesome. Well, Matt, this has been fabulous. It's good to be Thank here. Thank you Appreciate so much it. for being a part of the show. I'm going to encourage everybody, if you have been intrigued by some of the things that Matt has said, if you'd like to know more about some of his other business building ideas, you want to check out his podcast at thebuilders.fm. And of course, look at his website, unifiedwebdesign.com. There'll be links you, in the Lauren. show notes to both. Thanks, Matt. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for our training programs, our resources, our white papers and workbooks, all to help you grow your business. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.